0: Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1530. The topic is training and the title is Quick Workout Ideas Based on Goals. And what I want to do is basically give you a structure that anyone can use with some variations on how you structure it so that way it can be more personalized to your abilities and the time frame you have, but then also how to set it up depending on which goal you have. So we're going to look today and talk about the goals of strength, muscle growth, and fat loss kind of cardio where you're working on endurance trying to pump out a bunch of activity as quick as you can. <laughs> so one way we can kind of think of as a basic structure for this concept is to use back-to-back exercises so that's if i perform an exercise a right into exercise b and then i would take a short rest right into a right into b and a short rest so the common terms we might hear is like a superset or a circuit and there's actually another term called a giant set Uh, a superset is when you put two exercises back to back Now with my clients, I kind of simplify and call everything a circuit. (laughs) Uh, But if we want to get into the nitty gritty details of the names, uh, a superset would be is you have two things kind of back to back. A circuit is typically referred to when you have three things back to back to back. And then a giant set is four things. So back to back to back to back. (laughs) So we can set up our workouts this way. And you can actually get a lot done in a very short period of time. If you only have 10 minutes, you do kind of do two exercises back to back to back to back to back. If you have 15, maybe 20 minutes, you can do three exercises. If you have, say, 20 to 30 minutes, you can probably get away with four exercises using a giant set. So this is something that we can use as a, a general premise on how to set up a quick workout. Now what I want to do is just give you some some general ideas of how to set these up, and then you can kind of run from it from the from there and kind of have fun with it on your own. The idea of doing exercises back to back, the reason why that's helpful is it maximizes the amount of volume you're getting in in the amount of time that you have to get it in. So if I'm not standing around as much, that means I'm doing more. And that's essentially the, the point of doing exercises back to back. Now Let's say your goal is strength. Generally, what we'd look for is we have a main movement that we really want to focus on. Say, focus on, uh, say squat bench, deadlift, overhead press. One of those kind of main movements. And then you're pairing with that some kind of small supporting movement, you know, whether it's one, two, or three, and I'll give you some examples here, that helps you in that main movement. So you have the main lift as the target, and you put things around it that aren't maybe you know, super taxing on their own, but when paired with the main movement, they kind of help you perform that a little better, or they help you focus on a concept that you're wanting to work on. So for example, you could do a workout where you do a superset where you have your main lift and you pair one exercise with it. So example would be say a conventional deadlift. Maybe I'm doing and this is all depends on the type of gym you have set up and you know what access you have to what equipment and things like that. But The idea is more so in today's podcast just to hear the ideas and then you find your way to kind of make that work. (laughs) But for a conventional deadlift, let's say I paired that with a cable seated row. That's actually one of my favorite pairings because it really helps to work on upper back growth and it helps you work on uh, awareness of your lat tightness. So proper uh, lat tightness, kind of shoulder positioning, proper upper body Bracing in the conventional deadlift to make sure you don't lose any position through your thoracic spine, your upper back, which can then cause you to be uh, out of position for your lockout. So sometimes people will get the bar off the ground, and as the bar passes their knees, they can't lock out, and it's actually because they lost position right from the start. <laughs> so Doing a conventional deadlift paired with a cable seated row helps you kind of pump up and sensitize your lats and your back, and then therefore you can feel it better in how you're setting up for the conventional deadlift. Or you could pair the conventional deadlift with, say, hamstring curls, lying hamstring curls, which we have in our gym. And that helps you just work on overall hamstring strength. So maybe you're lacking hamstring strength, which is causing you to uh, either lose position or not be able to manage the weight as it passes your knees. Maybe your body starts to like shake and jar and you can't quite get the bar past your knees or you just get it past your knees and it stalls out. That can be due to hamstrings as well. So you can pair... Conventional deadlift with hamstring curls. You could also just pair conventional deadlifts with uh, a glute drive or a hip thrust. So we have a Nautilus glute drive machine in our gym. And I'll have clients sometimes pair that with a conventional deadlift. And what that does is it works on them having a mind-muscle connection and working on the concept of locking out their conventional deadlift with a glute squeeze, not a low back squeeze. And I actually just had a client recently had a hip replacement And uh, we started working together because they had a lot of complications after that surgery and they're just feeling a lot of lower back pain and stuff. So we started working together, got them doing conventional deadlifts and squats, and we do a lot of kind of glute pairing with our main movements. So that way they can work on kind of rebuilding their mind muscle connection with their glutes and actually build the strength. So there's actually something there to connect with (laughs) in their glutes. Or you could pair conventional deadlift with, uh, and this is going to be a little weird for those who don't have a extensive background in lifting, but like a banded dead stop leg press or a banded dead stop uh, like a safety squat bar like a dead squat. And those variations help work on leg drive. So you can really take a singular lift like conventional deadlift and then pair it with different things to create a, a different um, emphasis so for example let's say you had long enough you could do the conventional deadlift with two to three really hard sets of back rows then keep doing a conventional deadlift with two or three really hard sets of hamstring curls do the conventional deadlift to two or three hard sets of a hip thrust or a glute drive. so you don't have to keep the same two movements the whole workout you can keep one movement and then rotate through other movements so it's really a lot of fun and ways you can kind of set set that up. And that's like a superset where you have the main lift and a singular paired exercise. You can also do circuits where you have the main lift and say two paired exercises. Typically what I like to do with that is I make one of the two paired exercises super low key almost like it's actually a rest. So you might do a calf stretch or a quad stretch. You know so that way if you're doing say squats you might do a, a calf stretch or a quad stretch just to help with your mechanics. And then maybe I'll Go into a kettlebell hinge swing, uh, rather than a squat style swing where your torso stays mostly upright. We might do a hinge style swing, and that helps to kind of open up tightnesses in the adductors and the hamstrings. Gets you really used to kind of pushing the hips back and squeezing and driving through the hip-based movement. And then you go into say a low bar squat. So I might do uh, you know a calf stretch or a quad stretch, 30 seconds on each leg. I do the kettlebell hinge swing, maybe I do a set of 6 to 10 where I really could do two or three more reps than I wanted to. And then the low bar squat, maybe I do sets of you know, anywhere from up to one to five reps. And that would be a great circuit to where you're getting to breathe during the stretch, whether it's a quad stretch or a calf stretch, you're getting to breathe during that. Then the kettlebell swing, uh, just some type of heavy challenged movement, but you're not going to full failure, you're stopping a few reps short of good form failure. And then on the main lift, you're lifting heavy, but again you're stopping one or two reps short of any kind of technique breakdown. And then you do that for multiple rounds, three, four, five, six rounds. We can also set up a giant set if you wanted to for strength. And the idea of that is again, you have your main movement, and then of the three movements you would pair with it, usually two are pretty low key, one's kind of medium. So for example, let's say I want to work on my bench press. I might do cable seated rows to work on just upper back uh, bracing, work on opening up kind of my postural position to make sure I can really get my back squeezed and drive my chest up when I'm in the bench press position. It also just helps with shoulder health to train pulling mechanics as as often as as much volume as you do push mechanics. So that way the muscles of the shoulder are balanced on front and back. So I might do cable seated rows, and then I walk over and, like in our gym, we have a reverse band bench press, a standalone reverse band bench press. So off the top arms where you would actually reverse band the bar, I might have a band through one of the connections or one around one of the pegs. And I might do straight arm pull downs to work on kind of lat awareness, then go right into like kind of like uh almost like a variation of a preacher curl just to get my biceps pumped up because who doesn't like biceps and you biceps do actually kind of work on a little bit, it sounds odd, but they work on like eccentric control of, of the bench press. So, if the stronger your biceps you have, and then also just the good blood flow through those connective tissues really helps keep them healthy and the elbows healthy. So, as much as you're working on the triceps of pushing, you want to work on the biceps to help balance out the elbow joint as much as we were talking about balancing out the shoulder joint. So, I might do cable seated rows, banded straight arm pull downs, and a banded bicep curls, and then I'll do my bench press and I might do that for a couple rounds. So it kind of depends on if I have 10 minutes, I usually do two movements. If I have 15 to 20 minutes, i do three movements. If I have 20 to 30 minutes, I'll often do four movements. So that's how you kind of pick between a superset, a circuit or a giant set. You do exercises back to back, but you do two or three or four. Now with strength, as we said, the structure is that you have the main lift focus and you build things around that. If your goal was muscle mass, you actually would pick things that are similar that target either like a singular muscle or, or two very similar muscles, think chest and triceps or back and biceps, uh, you would target things that are similar, and that would be the, the way in which to create muscle damage in a short period of time. So, for example, a superset, I would just do, say, chest flies into chest presses. I would take a short rest, chest flies into chest presses, short rest, chest flies into chest presses, and all of a sudden your chest dead. <laughs> so, very effective, very quick workout. Now for a circuit, uh, one of the ones I actually did recently was a tricep circuit. I was short on time and just wanted to have some fun. So I set my timer for 12 minutes and I was doing dumbbell seated overhead tricep extensions. But I do a variation where the, the bottom of the dumbbell taps my shoulders. So my upper, my upper arms, like my elbows, are flared out like kind of 45 degrees and i'm touching the bottom of the dumbbell to my shoulders as i'm doing an overhead tricep extension so it's a little bit of a variation but i find that it's easier on the elbows and it's easier even if you don't have great kind of uh, shoulder mobility so it's more like a press than an extension but it's really cool variation however that like as you fatigue on that i would lay back on the bench like say I'm using a flat bench to sit on to do the seated overhead extensions, I would lay back on the bench and do skull crushers because they're mechanically stronger than the seated overhead press variation. So as a seated overhead press variation uh, kind of dies (laughs) dies <laughs> I can lay back do skull crushers for a couple more reps and then I'll pinch the dumbbells together and I'll do what's called a pinch press which is almost like a chest press for your triceps and that's a great circuit you then sit up, you scream, you shake your arms out because they're burning like crazy uh, and then I'll maybe do, do a couple bicep curls and then I'll go right back to that same tricep circuit but that one, freaking wicked man within 12 minutes your arms feel like they're splitting so it's a really awesome uh, grouping but Another example is, say, a giant set. So we talked about two exercises, maybe chest flies, chest press. Three exercises would be the tricep, like overhead extension, press variation into skull crushers, into pinch press. What about four exercises? I could focus on, you know, kind of the biceps and back if I wanted to. Or maybe I do dumbbell seated alternating bicep curls with my palms up. And do dumbbell standing uh, hammer curls. Then maybe I walk over to our uh, squat rack or assisted pull-up machine and maybe I do some really slow pull-up eccentrics. So I have like an underhand grip on the pull-up bar and I start at the top and I kind of lower myself super slow, like five to ten seconds. Maybe I'll do that for two or three reps. That kind of wears out the biceps a good bit more, introduces the back for sure. Uh, Then maybe I uh, use a barbell or smith machine and I'll do an underhand grip inverted rows. And that just fries out the bicep, fries out a little more of the back. Take a big break and then you kind of do that all again. You do like three rounds of that and your biceps will be absolutely dead and you can just go home. (laughs) So it's an extremely effective uh, combination there. Now that, for example, was examples (laughs) of how to use the concept of superset, circuit, and giant sets if you want muscle growth, which is where you pick similar movements. If I'm wanting fat loss, cardio, endurance, I want to pump out as much volume as possible in a short period of time, then I would use different movements. So movements that don't relate to each other, so they're not competing for the same muscle. So for example, for a superset, maybe I do bodyweight squats and planks. So I don't use my core to a limiting factor in bodyweight squats, so then when I go do planks, my core is fine enough to do the plank to maximum degree now are my legs somewhat involved in a plank sure but they're not maximally restrictive even if they're fatigued from squats so those those movements don't compete enough against each other that they would limit each other and that's the idea when you're looking for fat loss cardio for high volume is you would pair things that might be might be loose 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 similarity but they don't really compete for the same muscles so, that would be a superset is just bodyweight squats, then you do some planks, stand up, breathe, 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 bodyweight squats, planks, stand up, breathe, 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 you know, bodyweight planks. So, that would be a great way to get your legs in, burn a ton of calories, and then do some core work, which, you know, helps if you're trying to get leaner and kind of feel stronger in your core. Now, let's say we want to do a circuit, which is three exercises. I might do alternating reverse lunges, and then I do push ups, and then I do a plank. Or if you need to, you can do the plank and then the push-ups. So it kind of depends on what your strengths are. Maybe a giant set if I'm going to put together four exercises. I could use some light dumbbells, maybe some moderately weighted dumbbells. I could do some dumbbell RDLs where I focus on a three-count eccentric, three-count concentric. So I'm moving kind of slow, really focusing on my glutes. Then I take the dumbbells and I flip them up and kind of do a front rack position. I do dumbbell thrusters. Then I bring the dumbbells back down, kind of hanging them at my sides and I'll do alternating curtsy lunges. If you don't know what that is, check that out. It's a great way to kind of open up tight musculature in your glutes and get a little more glute activation rather than quad activation out of a lunge variation. And then I'll do some dumbbell dual bent over rows with maybe an isometric hold at the contraction. So I'll come up to the top of the row and hold for three counts, then lower for three count. Then come up at a normal pace, hold for three count lower for three count. You can keep the same set of dumbbells and go through all four of those movements if you control your eccentrics and isometrics and that would be a great way to get a ton, uh, ridiculously ton of volume in in a very short period of time. So if you need some quick workout ideas, using the concept of back-to-back exercises is a great general premise and then whether you want, you know, two exercises, that's technically a superset. Three exercises is technically a circuit. Uh, uh, four exercises is technically a giant set. Now, you don't need to name these. I just want you to know what the names are, so that way you know what the names are. <laughs> it's good to know things. Uh, but the idea is just, you know, can I do I have time to do two exercises back to back? Could I throw in a third? Could I throw in a fourth? And then if your goal is strength, you're really going to pick one main movement and do some smaller movements around it that kind of help that movement. If your goal is muscle growth, then you're going to pick movements that are very similar to each other and they annihilate a singular muscle or they beat up two very similar muscles. If your goal is fat loss and cardio, then you pick very different movements, kind of non-competing movements, and you just crank out a ton of volume. So I thought that would be super fun to share. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know or email is gym at gmail.com. And then if you're looking for more training information, I've been publishing a lot more on our website. So if you haven't gone there recently, please do. It's www.brittleirongym.com. And I'll be putting up more and more stuff every single week. You know, maybe some weeks it might be one new thing, maybe hopefully in the upcoming weeks it'll be two or three new things each week. But I really want to build the volume there. Uh, the business has been growing. I've been getting a lot more clients, and I want to continue to give back. So I'm very blessed, very grateful, and I want to try to, anytime I'm getting more, I want to try to give out as much as I can as well. So give out more and get more, that kind of thing. So I'm working on that balance, and I really appreciate everybody's uh, trust and uh, you know interest in working with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, well, if you have any questions about today's stuff, just let me know. And then if you think our podcast is helpful, such as podcasts like today, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people can help. And that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> that's why we're on this world, just help as many people as we can. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. You can do that on our website at www.berlaringjim.com. The podcast is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. We have an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. Thank you to the donations uh, to help kind of keep that rolling. And there's options there for one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation, anything you give. I promise it just goes right back to the hosting costs, and it just continues to allow the podcast to help as many people as possible. If you like the information we share in our podcast, I do post every day on Instagram, and I'm posting a lot more on our YouTube channel, so you can find both of those under the name Brutal Iron Gym. If you do find us, follow us, and that helps kind of build our numbers. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email, Brutal at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.